Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Two more hours to go. Charlotte FC Major League Soccer is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse, coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. You can also text us 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. I'm going to ask for help once again because at the end of the segment, not right now, but at the end of the segment, we're going to give out Charlotte Hornets tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Orlando Magic. Get to see Paolo Boncaro. I believe we just gave out tickets not too long ago against Orlando. So you get to see Paolo. If you did in the first time, that's going to be at the end of the segment. We'll give those out. Please text me. Remind me so I do not forget because I'm absolutely liable to do so. Let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets here, Wes, because they played the Phoenix Suns last night. It's their first game that they've played since LaMelo Ball's fractured right ankle. He underwent surgery. They dropped this really like 10 minutes into the game last night. He underwent successful surgery. So that's good news about LaMelo. But they did not reach 100 points. And I saw Rob Longo tweet this out, who you can hear on WFNZ, a member of the Hornets or a uh, member of the media team with the Hornets. He said that there have been nine times that the Hornets have failed to reach 100 points. And eight of those times, LaMelo Ball did not play. The offense did not look good. Terry Rozier was hitting tough shots early, but the kind of tough shots that, you know, aren't sustainable. It's just going to be way too hard to have that be your outlet trying to score the basketball. Pick and roll with Mark Williams. The primary ball handler is going to have to be Gordon Hayward because you don't have LaMelo Ball doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. How do they survive on offense without LaMelo, who has been not a key, really the key, Wes, as far as scoring a lot of points and contending with the opposition? Well, plain and simple, Terry's just going to have to go into point guard mode, be the playmaker for this offense, and look to get his teammates involved more often than he normally would. That's all that there is to it. I mean, uh, Dennis Smith coming off the bench, he's going to have to do a lot of the same. It's just going to have to go back to what it was pre-Mello. Terry's going to be playing a lot of minutes. He's going to have to put up a lot of shots in addition to looking for his teammates. He's just going to have to do it all. Other than that, I don't know how much hope you have other than that type of offensive attack. Yeah, they lose 105 to 91. Part of this is that Phoenix is a really good defensive team, even still not having Mikhail Bridges because they traded him and Cam Johnson in order to get Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant, I he might not have played enough games, but he was on pace to be an all-NBA defender this year. He was going to get votes and he might have been a second team all-NBA defender. That's how well he was playing on that end. Chris Paul, not the defensive player he used to be, but still a a smart basketball player at the point of attack or at least at the top of that team defense. And DeAndre Ayton has gotten a lot better. So it was going to be tough. 
especially for the Hornets, because also if you watched last night, man, they crowded that paint. They did not allow Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, or any ball handler to really get downhill. And that's what crowded the paint for Mark Williams to go 4 of 10. Inefficient night, especially for a big guy. And that's why you saw a couple of pick and pops. Honestly, Wes, I thought he should have shot more jump shots. I thought that pick and roll game should have turned more into pick and pop. And Mark, both of those jumpers, silky. I mean, both of them, nothing but net. Great touch. We've seen this from Mark, and that's what's really exciting about what game he could possess later on. That's why Steve Clifford has talked about the ability to shoot three-pointers for him, and he just continues to get better. But I think the pick-and-roll game between Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams is going to have to be much more improved. And I I just trust Gordon as a passer more than anybody else on this roster outside LaMelo who is not playing for you. Once P.J. Washington comes back, he's going to really help this team. P.J. on the incline of the P.J. coaster. Five of the last six games, he scored 20 points. The one he didn't, he scored 17. Mm-hmm. He's been shooting above 50%, above 40% of most of these from three. So once P.J. comes back, that's really going to help him. But no LaMelo. They're going to have to find ways to score. They're going to have to be creative. 239 number rode in. They need a sniper. You know, that's one thing that's really hurt them. Terry Rozier's a bona fide shooter. This year, he's not. And I wonder how much that is just because the chemistry can't be accumulated enough it can't be consistent because of the guys that are in and out of the lineup but the shooting really has gone away from this team and they used to be very good at it well last year terry rogier was one of the best catch and shoot uh three-point shooters in the league last year and a lot of that obviously was Lamelo and his playmaking ability so you know with Lamelo not on the court terry has to make a lot more of his shots for himself this team as a whole last year you look at the three-point percentages and the shooting percentages and they were up and because you also had mouths as well that could dribble, penetrate, and find guys, but a lot of it was because of LaMelo and his impact uh, on offense. And when you don't, these aren't a lot of guys who can uh, excel at getting jump shots off of the dribble. Now, a guy like Kelly Oubre, he can shoot um, as far as catch and shoot, and he can dribble and get to the basket and get – get there and lay it in or dunk. But as far as him doing it and shooting the three ball, it doesn't really work out so good for him. And so that's the thing that you miss the most is that he makes it so much easier on all the other guys to play to their strengths, which for a lot of the guys, especially the shooters on this team, their strengths are catch and shoot. Even LaMelo's strength is catch and shoot, but he's better at shooting it off the dribble than a lot of the other guys. It's just amazing how night and day it is how easy the offense can come to that team with LaMelo on the floor or not. Mm -hmm. Everything looked hard. Everything looked hard for this basketball team last night. Mark, 4 of 10 for a 7-foot guy. Okay, Got a shot blocked twice by Kevin Durant, which goes to show he's an absolute freak. In person, Kevin Durant still still the weirdest basketball player to watch just because of his skill and being 7-foot on the perimeter. Terry Rozier, 7 of 18. Kelly Oubre, 9 of 24. Threw up 24 shots and... That's how they're going to try to manufacture some offense. It's going to be really difficult. Now, sometimes what we'll do when Team X comes into town, some t- you know, Orlando coming in town tomorrow night, Phoenix last night, sometimes we'll look at their blueprint, see how they were able to be successful, and see if the same thing can be copy and pasted or applied somehow to the Charlotte Hornets. They're able to get a big three. They have Kevin Durant. They have Devin Booker. They have Chris Paul. They have DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. They have a th- big three and a half, if you will. Can Charlotte do that? Can Charlotte find a way to get that big three? And if not, 
why not, Wes? Like, do you think that is possible for Charlotte to be able to do what Phoenix did and the way they built their team? Yes, and that is paying off the tease because if you watched this game last night, you are jealous of Phoenix. Now, to my surprise, Phoenix is considered a large NBA market, and they're last uh, in that demographic when you talk about it, but they're still 12th as far as NBA markets are concerned, which is considered a large market. Charlotte, considered a small one, is 21st. But it's like when you think about it, it's like how many times have you guys heard players talking about Phoenix being a destination? How many times have we heard in free agency like, oh, you know, guys really want to go play in Phoenix? Like, yeah, I get it. It's warm weather. Uh, A lot of people have great things to say about Phoenix. I'm sure it's great to live there, but so is Charlotte. But we also have Michael Jordan as our owner. Uh, and, and so that's the thing. It's like now you look at the, the construction of this. They got DeAndre Ayton with the number one overall pick. They wisely chose Devin Booker. I forget which pick he was, but I know he was a like little 13. bit. Like 13. Yeah, further Somebody down in the 15. lottery. And so, yeah, then you make the deal for CP, and then you just made the monstrous deal for Kevin Durant, which how they were able to do that without really giving up anything. I mean, I know Mikael Bridges is a good player, really good up-and-coming player. They gave player, up a lot. But without them giving up an eight and no or They gave something. up a Kale, Cam, four first-round picks. They gave up swaps. I think they gave it. They gave up a lot, I think. But they it's still kept their core kept guys, and that's the thing. They didn't have to give up a core guy to get one of the Ooh. three, four best players in the NBA. Like, I'm thinking... Um, Mikhail was a huge part of what... It, I, mm-hmm. I think they gave up a ton. But I would have... I mean, like I said, I think he but is a, a really good player. But I would think that a Booker or Aiton would have had to come back as well. I mean, this is Kevin Durant we're talking about here. Well, they're not going to do it if if they have to get rid of That's Booker. what I'm saying. They're, they're not trading Devin Booker because he's the guy who was an MVP candidate last year, finished towards the top of the standings. But they were able to get Kevin Durant. But here's the thing about Phoenix, though. Like... You really got to know what you want if you want to do the whole Phoenix Suns route. Mm -hmm. Because this is a team that was towards the bottom of the standings every single year. If you're asking to be Phoenix, then you're kind of asking to tank a little bit. Like, that's what you're asking to do. Because if you look at them, they were constantly finishing in the top five, getting some of those picks. And they sucked doing it, by the way. They got DeAndre Ayton (laughs) once they got the number one overall selection. But this is a team that was selecting guys like Marquise Chris, flail out. Dragon Bender, nowhere. And then they ran into DeAndre Ayton, who, by the way, as much as I really like him as a player, given the hype coming in, might have even underperformed to this point. You know, I'm willing to have that debate. But DeAndre Ayton was the pick that you hit on, and it took a while. Devin Booker, too. But this is a team that did not have a great draft history, and you kept finishing with awful picks. And then, you know, what happens with Chris Paul Chris Paul is available in a weird way because it didn't work out with the Houston Rockets, gets injured, goes to OKC, is on what is considered an awful contract, but then he turns out to be, oh, a resurrection year, they get to the postseason, have a nice battle in the first round with Houston, coincidentally, and then wants to leave because OKC is still in tank mode, Phoenix has a jewel land in their lap, and that's what allows them to go after what is Kevin Durant? So just th- that's what kind of Phoenix had to go through if you start to look at the, the 2010. I just think if if, if can they fo- follow that model? Absolutely, every team in the league can. If you have an owner that's willing to be that aggressive, both spending and and, and be willing to mortgage your future when it's the right time, and that's the one thing that just hasn't this franchise has never gone all in. Right, exactly. But ever, Phoenix is one of the few teams. There is no doubt about who is a worse owner, though, because Phoenix well, not now they got new ownership. No. Yes. Now. But 
when they went to the finals, they didn't. Robert Sarver, not leaving all of the ethics out of this off of the court and out of basketball operations. Sarver, within basketball operations, was as bad as it could get. You had people at town council meetings calling for him to sell the team because he was so bad. I, it's one of the best videos ever. This 70-year-old woman is begging for Phoenix to force Robert Sarver out of the league. That guy was also extremely cheap until you had the right moment to dip into the luxury tax a little bit and or just go after a Chris Paul. But this is their records, right? 2359, 2458-2161, 1961-1963. And then in 2019, 2020, they started to jump up a little bit, but still 34 and 39. Lots of losing, lots of worst team in the NBA type of behavior, and their owner was worse. My only defense of Michael Jordan has always been, when it is time to delve into the luxury tax, will he do it? Because I think there is a lot of excuse and kind of deserved if you go back in the history. It's only worse to go into the lu- it's only worth it to get into the luxury tax if you have a team that could advance past the first round in the in the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. They've never had that team. It's because they've drafted horribly, by the way. Yeah. So still, they are not absolved of responsibility. Clown the Hornets all you want to, but this whole Michael Jordan is cheap thing. He's not willing to delve into the luxury tax. I just need an example of when they should have. Well, I, I think you could point to this offseason now again. The Miles Bridges threw a complete monkey wrench in there. But let's just say, hypothetically, that does not happen. I mean, how do you not go for Donovan Mitchell? They couldn't compete with New York or Cleveland. They did go after him. Reports are, and yes, they, they did go after Donovan Mitchell. They couldn't compete with that package. Like, I, quite literally so, factually so, they could not compete with Cleveland's package. And that's how the Cavaliers. I am pro package. <laughs> that's how Cleveland was able to actually get Donovan Mitchell from New York, who played around, thought that they would have the best deal to get Donovan, and then Cleveland swooped in and got him because they were willing to give up all of the first-rounders and the swaps. Charlotte didn't because they traded in season for Kai Jones. They didn't have control of that pick. I, I just think where I think we all are agreeing in here is even if the, the stuff with Miles never happened, even though they fired James Borrego, do you think this this team was going all in? Because when you fire a coach that went 43 and 39, had improved your win total by 10 back to back years, you probably think you're going to go all in. I don't think even if Miles Bridges never gets arrested and all that stuff happens, they were going to make enough moves to put them in the top six in the East. That's what's maddening, though, right? Like, I, when we have this Michael Jordan conversation, I'd always said, this is going to be the year when we find out just how much he's willing to spend. And by all accounts, Mitch Kupchak was telling you blatantly so, because the guy is candid or candid. Almost to a detriment, but he was telling you, we're going to pay Miles Bridges and it's going to be about $30 million a year. And I expected them to do that for a guy that still had risk attached to it, even without the arrest. Miles Bridges, giving him $30 million a year, there's a risk to that, especially for a guy that had never made an all-star team, but they were going to do it. And so that would have done a little bit to appease those that wanted Michael to spend, but he has the arrest. You're certainly not going to spend after that. And so then here we are kind of in an uncertain level regarding Charlotte Hornets ownership and their willingness to spend. But I guess what I'm saying is that maybe not hard enough. And we've talked about this in the fishbowl, but you've seen videos of Gilbert Arenas talking about things that owners do behind the scenes to be able to close deals with guys, things that they might do that could be looked at as underhanded and things of that nature. We're talking about the greatest player of all time. Everybody wears his shoes. Everybody loves him. Global icon. How come he can't pull off some stuff? 
give Donovan Mitchell a, a $100 million Jordan deal or, or something. And I'm not saying necessarily that, but give him something. Like, use your clout some type of way. Because Utah don't care. Yeah, but if Jordan got – we know how these players dictate where they go. And if Mike – like, I Donovan just feel like Mike could get in somebody. But that's what I'm saying. But I feel like if you, Michael Jordan, you could swing the Michael Jordan card to get somebody of of stature. Utah was always going to be in the best interest of what better suited their team. Like, yeah, I mean, you, it might not be him, but I'm just saying anybody. Like I said, I, I see videos online of, of different players, but especially, like I said, I point to the Gilbert Arenas talking about things that owners do behind the scenes that we don't see to be able to get players, but I know we're up against the break. Well, and, and last thing, right? We'll, we'll take a little bit, and then we, I want to get to the blind resume because that's going to be a lot of fun. But also, you're 39 years old. I'm 30. I mean, these these kids, which how old is Donovan Mitchell? Like, I mean, how old? Devin Booker, we were just talking about, he's 25 years old. They love Michael, but a lot of these kids like Kobe, man. Yeah, they you do, know, but Mike still uh, has. And LeBron. But Mike still has a lot of cachet with the young Apparently guy. not. <laughs> like, but he doesn't try to, though. He doesn't care how, to. We, we got to go to break, and then we can get to the blind resume. But we do want to give out some of these Hornets tickets again tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. Fitty's happy because I remembered it. The Orlando Magic game, it's tomorrow night. Be the third caller, 704-570-9610. Call in, and we will give you those tickets, 704-570-9610. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We are back on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Garage Door Guru, text line 704-570-9610. And hit us up on all the socials, Wesson Walker on Twitter, WFNZ on Twitter, and WFNZ on Instagram, folks. Hit that follow button. It only takes a couple seconds. Come on now. You want me to get you something or not? Duh. That was the most well-executed sounder ever in show history. That was amazing. I appreciate that. Did you guys plan that? That was fantastic. (laughs) Not at all, man. Not at all. All right, man. We talked about it all season long. The unpredictable nature of this ACC season. Who's going to be the team to beat in the ACC tournament? Who can win it? Who's going to win player of the year? So I have designed a game. I love Batman. I love the Riddler. So I'm going to riddle you with... Blind resumes of six players, and you will choose who should be the player of year, player of the year, just off of their blind resumes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm excited. All right, so let's I'm get also this. scared. <laughs> All right, so let's get this thing cracking. Player A. Okay, let me write this down. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, Fitty, you ready? 
right. <laughs> Player A, over my last six games, I am over 23 points per game on almost 50% shooting. Okay. Almost five assists and two steals per game. Okay. That's over the last six games. Yes. Okay. That's player right. A. Got Overall, it. I'm fourth in the ACC in scoring. And I have a triple-double to my name. Okay. You told me these were going to be like three stats. You gave us six. Okay. Just plenty of good info. For you. <laughs> I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. No, I just All want right. to preface it by there's going to be a lot of stats. And then Wes made me and Fiddy sound like we were going to be stupid if we could not remember <laughs> all of the stats. No, now I, see, now you're putting a little extra you, sauce you on it. You said it. it. Did, I hey, said you is, should be. I didn't say you guys are stupid if you can't but remember it was all this stuff. Well, but the thing was, was I even made the comment and you didn't even deny it. You just sat there. That is true. You did not deny it. I probably it. didn't hear it. Um, um, <laughs> you just believe it. Convenient. All right, you guys ready for play a B or y'all going to shut the hell up? Which one you want? All right. Both. I'm All ready. Right. Play a B. I'm the only player in the ACC in the top five in scoring, rebounding, and field goal percentage. Okay. And I am top five nationally in double doubles. Okay. Got it. Okay. I think double doubles. Right. I'm ready to go. Play C. I left C. out some info. Player C. I am third in the ACC in scoring, 10th in assists. I'm fourth and three-point field goals made. <laughs> Slow down, That's man. Three. Slow down. You know what's hilarious? Me and Fiddy, we were we broke at the same exact time. We looked up and we were both shaking our head, riding as fast as we possibly can. Okay. All right, I don't want to do this like we're a professor in here studying for. Uh, I notes. mean, okay, it, I got it's you. like it's it's like if you didn't even go back, just do like in class. Like, could you go back? <laughs> we raise our hands. Yeah, right. just be like, hey, could you go back? All right, you said you said third in scoring. Yes. And what else is he? Tenth and assist. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, we can't have dead air either. But what? So go ahead. Gotcha. Fourth and three point field goals made. Okay. And I'm the fourth fastest ACC player to a thousand points in the last twenty five years. <laughs> okay. You got that. Um, man, the the blind resume is gonna be tough. But I'm I'm good. I'm good. So we, we've got we've got three more to go after this. Yes. All right, I'll just try to start giving you just two. All right, <laughs> it's just hard because I want to give you the. Well, here's thing. can I can I can I post something? Go ahead. The name game. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when you throw out two names, I just I'm I have zero clue. This is a true blind resume. Uh-huh. But oftentimes, what you could do is you could say, "All right, let's pin Tyree Appleby and Armando Baycott." We choose Armando or Tyree, and then mm-hmm. whoever wins, we move on to the next one, and then we say, "Okay, Tyree or Terquavion Smith." Yeah, but. Then, and then biases and, and all that no, stuff start no, to come into play. Resume. You say, this is player A, this is player B. We go with player A, and then we go player A or player C. Like, that's the way we could, yeah. Like, right, but then you know who they are as we go. No, you're not You're not telling us. That's fine. Keep going. Go all ahead. Right, anyway. <laughs> player A, player B, player C. We got it. Okay, we're at player C, right? We're player D. Okay. This guy's 10th in ACC in scoring. Okay. 8th in steals. Okay. He has an ACC high single season game with 36 points. Mm. Alrighty. Okay. All Got right. that one. Play a D. This is, <laughs> this should be E, right? Is it? Uh, I feel like <laughs> I'm going through, no, I'm going through one, two, just three, four. That was a fourth player. Yeah. Yeah. Play a E. You are correct. All right. This guy is the only player in the ACC averaging 15 or more points. Okay. Six or more rebounds 
with 75 or more made threes. Okay. Got it. Boom. Player E. All right. Last one. Last guy. One of four players in all of college basketball averaging at least 15 points, four and a half rebounds, four assists, (laughs) and shooting 49% from the field. Mm. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. So that's six. I mean... Now we got to look over it. Is there anything that stands out to you, right? Because now we got to study it. Yeah. You know, now we got to look o- over yes. the numbers. So, you know, all right, let's go to break. We're coming on plan. So, what we're going to do <laughs> is one of four, 15 points, four and a half assists, four rebounds, 49 field goal percentage is pretty impressive to me. Mm hmm. I also think the 23 point per game on 50% field goal percentage and five assists. That's over the last six games, though. Yes. So if we're doing blind resume and you're discussing a lot of this being an overall season thing, and then you just tell me those player A stats when it's just the last six, that entices me. But I don't know if I'm going to be okay. duped and look at some of the other If you need stats. more info, I'll give you just a couple more. Well, just just give me his overall stats. He's fourth in the ACC in scoring, and I'll give you fifth in assist-to-turnover ratio for the season. Okay. Um, Just speaking from the top of the dome. Okay. With... Very much so a possibility of me having missed something impress, uh, important for me to give this award away. Okay. I do like what player A is doing, okay. especially with that information. I like player F as well okay. with that information you gave me. Okay. Um, I like player C too. Okay. So those are the ones I would go with. And just to give you an answer, let's go with the first one. Player A. That's player what I A is your guy. Yes. Okay. All right, Fiddy, who's your guy? With a, with my tail between my legs. Player A is my guy. <laughs> I think I was able to figure out who two of the six were off the bat, and that okay. made it a lot easier for me to, to figure out what player I'm going to go with. Okay. I like player ref because you've got a season's worth of consistency. You said he was only player in the country averaging 15 points, four and a half boards, four assists, and shooting 49% from the field. Yes. I love those numbers. That's efficiency, baby. So okay. is that who is that? Who a player was that again? It's you player, said it's player F. So okay. player F is your guy. All right. Yep. So player A, player okay. F for Fitty. All right. Who did we choose? <laughs> Walker, you chose mm-hmm. Jarkel Joyner. Yeah. From NC State. I love it. That guy's been awesome recently. For the play to you. Fitty, you pick Jamarius Burton. From Pitt. Oh, oh, I'm changing mine. I figured you would. <laughs> as soon as I heard Jamarius Burton. Okay. That's who you pick. That was the point of the game. You pick it based off the resumes, and you don't know who it is until I tell you. Well, and also, I mean, I really hope that they don't vote. Imagine if they really voted that way at the end, where you had three minutes to go over that after collecting information for five minutes. Like, that would be a crazy way. Don't but give I, Phillips any ideas, man. It's, it's a, yes, that's right. Yo, let's really spice up the voting this year. I, I like my my answer kind of though with yeah. Joiner because and here's the thing who else that's the way that this award has been viewed the entire season who else right now Jarkel Joiner has been absolutely monstrous and usually I don't like putting in a certain timeline bias where he performs so well at the end of the season compared to the beginning but it's not like Jarkel Joiner was some jag out here before the last six games right. okay whoa, whoa. I'm just telling you you just learned the word yesterday you can't start using it in your everyday vocab look vocab word of the day it's jag now i'm using it to try to be a smarter human being it's not like jarkel joiner was some jag out here before we got to the last six games and then he started to go nuclear jarkel i'm cool with it i i like my answer knowing the names now not having to go off of the blind resumes do you like jarkel joiner compared to a 
Tyree Appleby, Armando Baycott, mm-hmm. you know, any of the other names that you might put out there, because Terquavion, he played himself out of it. I've kind of come around to the idea, and I don't, I don't think this is going to happen because I think Duke is going to lose on Saturday. But if Duke were to win in Chapel Hill, and they can still get all the way, I still think the second in the league, and Filipowski shows out and powers his way and leads Duke, I think he could kind of backdoor this thing. He's already going to be the freshman of the year. But, like, that'd be their seventh straight win. I think if he puts on a big show on Saturday night, he has a chance to maybe just win the war, like you said, by default because no one's taking control of this thing. All right, Wes, can we get the player reveals on player B, who, as far as my understanding goes, um, is leading his team in scoring, rebounding, and efficiency and also has a bunch of double-doubles. That's what I wrote. I was writing so fast. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> I got chicken scratch over here. Player A was Jarkel Joyner. Player B was Armando Baycott. Okay. Well, so just real quickly, the those numbers is exactly who I thought that was. Mm-hmm. Did, did you Yeah, get, the double-doubles yeah, I, like. I kind of did give away for Armando. Yeah. I, I I don't think Armando gets it this year. Like He should have. Not with, not with, yeah. If Carolina was a top six team in the league, you could you could justify it. They're going to finish that best seventh. I wouldn't give them the award. All right, who's player C, Wes? Player C. Third in scoring, 10 assists per game, and fourth in three-point field goal, I think, percentage. Player C I have was a... Turquavion Smith. Did I, I think I said C I, in, in, my, in my first three looks. I said A, F, or C mm-hmm. in that order, and I went with Jarkel Joyner. So I went with the other NC State guard and mm-hmm. Jarkel Joyner. All right, who's player D, 10th in the ACC um, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. He had a, he had a 36 point <laughs> player. Game. D was Isaiah Wong from Miami. What do you think about Isaiah Wong's candidacy? I feel like they all kind of cannibalize each other with Miami. Yeah, no, cause they've got a quartet of guards in that backcourt. And I think he may be their best player. Their most important player to me is Jordan Miller. Uh, I would agree with that by the way. All right. Uh, number, uh, letter E I can do math and I can read at the same time. Mm-hmm. Player E was Blake Henson from Pitt. Now, he was a guy that I liked a lot, and he probably would have been my selection because I like to factor in team success, even though they lost to Notre Dame last night. But I was really impressed with the only play in ACC, 15 and a half or more points, six or more rebounds, and 75 or more made threes. So no Tyree Appleby for you? No, nah, he was done. It, the team success for me wasn't there to, to put him there, even though – I mean, Carolina's record isn't sterling, but Armando Baycott's stats, Carolina's still fighting, and his stats, the double-doubles are still hard. Top five in the country in double-doubles. That's hard to uh, overlook. I I will say, I mean, Tyree's blind resume would have had my interest, too, because you could have told me he is the leading scorer in the ACC by almost a full point per game and the leading assist guy. Honestly, I just can't see it coming from a team, though, that's struggling just to make the NIT. But the well, the thing is though, the ACC, at least in the nation's mind, isn't as strong. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about Pittsburgh, Miami, Virginia, who you didn't even have a player, and there's not going to be a player of the year coming from the Virginia Cavaliers. I mean, Tyree in in a year like this, that would allow Tyree Appleby to not make the NCAA tournament and still possibly win AC Player of the Year. Linus Williams did it last year. Yeah, you know, even though they lost in the tournament, yeah, and the they were end. they were right up there in the top three or four in the ACC last year. Yeah, it's it's funny too. Terquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner were two guys that you had in the top five when it comes to scoring this year in the ACC. Armando's eighth, Isaiah Wong is tenth, Blake Henson eleven. So you you don't just have the guys that are scoring the basketball quite a bit. 
I mean, you, you've got it spread out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's no really just killer score in the league to where you're talking about guys who, you know, are just lighting it up every night, averaging 20-plus. So you mm-hmm. really have to dig deep kind of into the numbers for these guys this season, man. So that was pretty fun. Next time, no, I learned a little bit. I'll, I'll give bite-sized bites the next time. I had you guys in here like we were in uh, basketball uh, 301. We're graduate level. I feel like I failed. The t- I feel like I, I, I went in and I didn't study. <laughs> and then I guessed on a lot of the questions. But ultimately, I'm pretty happy with my B grade and Jarkel Joiner. Yeah, cool yeah. Way. No doubt. So when we return. Oh, excuse me. Before we go, though, let's get that second 50 flash of the day. My bad, did it? No, it's all good, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to follow up on a story that we talked about heavily yesterday, and that was Jalen Carter. Who, of course, got that arrest warrant out. He did return to Athens. He is back, though, in Indianapolis today and will and, and, and will be a participant through the rest of the Combine this weekend. A lot of people think that his, his stock has already dropped to at least the mid-first round, maybe even the late first round. Mm. If Carolina sits at nine, though, is this a guy that you could see Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich zeroing on to be a no. guy to, to draft in that new defense? You said no. they need a dog in the middle. No, 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 no. Not but what all. do you think about Jalen Carter, though? I think he's overrated. <laughs> no, it's a joke because you yeah. said oh, no yeah. a million times. <laughs> number nine, though, even even at number nine, it's because the production, like you legitimately viewed this guy as going all the way down to where he would be a second rounder, in your opinion. Like you are way out on Jalen Carter. I mean, I'm not saying way out because off of the potential and he does have great athleticism. I just don't see even at number a nine. top 10 pick. No. Well, th- and here's the thing about Jalen Carter, by the way, just still remaining in that category of not having a lot of information on this guy. You know, he came out with a statement. He said that he is going, you know, that the allegation towards him are not true. Mm-hmm. And so that he's going to let this process play out. I know some people have a problem with him participating in the combine. I certainly don't have a problem as far as the interview process goes, right? I think this is exactly what you should be doing if you're an NFL franchise talking with Jalen Carter right now. The testing, you know, still, they'll figure it out, but we'll see how this entire process plays out as we go on. Yeah, man. Like I said, I mean, I think he's a really good athlete before top 10 D tackle. I need the complete package. I need you to be able to get after the quarterback, stop the run, be a complete and utter game record, not three sacks. So when we return on the Wesson Walker show, it's fire fizzle, baby. And we're talking about some of your favorite food that you don't like to tell anybody that you eat. This is the Wesson Walker show on sports radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details.
beat marinade for a minute. It's one of my favorite beats of all time. Did you see the Stanford P tweet by by the way yesterday? I saw something about that. You guys talking about rap albums from 1998. Pretty star-studded list. He was asking what the best 1998 hip hop album released was. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. 96, probably the best year of albums being released. Reasonable doubt. Philadelphia Half Life. Think Illmatic was that 95? It was 96. I don't know. Whatever. We can look it up at different times. I have to go to the research team, my hip hop research department. Yeah, it's extensive, right? We employ a lot of people in the hip hop research department here at WFNZ. All right, let's go to the fire fizzle department, though. And that is one of one. That's one Wes Bryant, who is the authority on fire fizzle. And this time we're going to discuss gas station food. Our guilty pleasures at at QT, maybe at Sheets, at 7-Eleven. Lots Those, of places. Lots of places. Gas station food is the category today, <laughs> and we're going to start with the Slurpee at 7-Eleven. One of my favorites, but again, I'm not the authority. Listen, when you go into the gas station and you're thirsty, it could be in the summertime, especially the summertime, and you're looking for a cool, refreshing drink. It also has more sugar than three bags of sugar combined. You're just pouring basically liquid sugar into your mouth. You go in there, you've got all types of flavors. Blueberry, you have Coca-Cola flavor, you have cherry, you have all types. What to choose? But either way, you're going to enjoy it. Because it's a Slurpee from the gas station. You're just looking for a treat. Maybe you had a hard day. You need something to take the edge off. And so for that... The gas station Slurpee is straight fire. Everybody loves a Slurpee. How could you not? It's my favorite. I'm glad you said fire. It is the number one item on this list for me. I'm glad we agreed. Now, a close, and I mean close number two, are QT taquitos. It is hard (laughs) for me to lay off of them when I stop in every now and then at 1030 a.m. I don't, but I want to because they're fire. Wes, what do you say? Listen, you can't go into a QT and just think you're going to get one item. You have some of the greatest willpower that there is to have. You can go into the QT and avoid all that food in there. When you walk in there, there's so many delectable items, but then you see the taquito. I had a brisket taquito one day. I couldn't believe how damn good it was. I had low expectations. I was hungry, and I got that thing, and it was unbelievable. I have a nickname for QT. I call it God's Convenience Store because they have everything in there that you could ever ask for when you make a stop to a convenience store. And so you know what's coming. I know what's coming. QT taquitos are straight fire. QT has everything, and taquitos is near the top of the list. Pizza, Wes. A classic. Is pizza fire or is it fizzle? Listen, sometimes I sit to my sit with myself and I ponder different thoughts about the world, about the universe. And one of those thoughts is who sits at home and says, I'm going to go to the gas station and get a pizza. When there's so many, you got Domino's, you got Pizza Hut, you have all types of places that you can go and get a pie. Well, one day way back when, I went into QT and I got myself a slice of pepperoni pizza. And it was very, very good. And I respect the fact that they have a good-looking kitchen back there, and it looks like a place where good food is made. It's just not some thing they're going to get something frozen from out of the back. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know how they heat it up. You don't know what the hell you eat. But at QT, I said, I I see the quality. I see the craftsmanship, and the pizza was fire. 
but I also go to Circle K and I see other convenience stores that have pizza that look great as well. And so for that reason, convenience store pizza is straight fire. How can you not like it? Lots of fires. What about hot dogs at the gas station? You tell me, Wes. <laughs> I don't know what you just said to me off the microphone. Okay. Don't Not worry about it. Bit. Don't worry about it. Okay. Gas station hot dogs, folks. Now, this one is a little bit nuanced because it depends when you go in there what toppings do they have because I'm not a plain hot dog or a ketchup on a hot dog type of guy. I need some toppings. I like the Carolina dog. I like chili and slaw and other condiments. Maybe some cheese, some mustard, things of that nature. QT holds it down with lots of items to put on there. And I'm seeing, I think, Circle K and some others. And so for that alone, I'm not going to group everybody into one box and say that, you know, I'm above a gas station hot dog. I haven't had one in quite some time. <laughs> it's been a while. But gas station hot dogs are straight fire, especially if you have all of the condiments that I like. So everything is fire. We do have another item, but we are up against a break. And maybe we can just go to that item in just a moment. So we can do that a little bit later. We can maybe have a continued version where the audience can get involved. Okay. But we are up against the break. Okay. And so we'll do that coming up. We do have Mike Jeminski, the G-Man, a Duke legend, also going to be joining us to talk about the college basketball season and the ACC season and what we've seen so far, player of the year conversation, all of that. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.